Pastor Waldrop, we are glad you're here. I want you to come, take your liberty tonight. Preach to me. God bless you. Thank you, Elder Riggin. Let's lift our hands, everybody, again. Would you lift up your voices as you do so? Amen. Open up your hearts. Hallelujah. Let's make ourselves available. Amen. To his presence and to his hand, to his power tonight. In the name of Jesus, we glorify the mighty name of our God. We glorify Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed. Blessed be the name of our God. You are a holy Lord. I love you. Blessed be the name of our God. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. First Kings, the third chapter. Amen. Appreciate again the opportunity. Stand in this pulpit. Declare the word of the Lord. To, amen. Souls on our way to eternity. Amen. That's where we're headed tonight. Amen. No matter what age you are, no matter what experiences you've had, no matter where you are in God's kingdom tonight, we're on our way to eternity. Amen. I want to help as many people be ready, amen, to enjoy their eternity. Amen. Amen. There's no in-between. Amen. There's, there's no in-between in eternity. Amen. You either make it or you don't, and I intend to make it. Amen. Jesus wants everybody to make it. Amen. Amen. I want to make it. How about you? Amen. There is nothing more important than being saved. Nothing more important than the will of God. Nothing more important than pleasing the Lord. Nothing. Amen. There's no experience. There's no relationship. There's no situation. There's no financial obligation. There's no vacation. Nothing. Amen. Nothing is more important than being saved. Amen. Amen. Nothing is more important than being saved. Amen. Verse number 16 of 1 Kings, the third chapter. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, Oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. We were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. This woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. Amen. She laid on top of her baby. 
Amen. In the tossings and turnings of her slumber, she was unaware of the child. She was not attuned to the responsibilities of motherhood. And her child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight. I want you to notice the dynamics of this household. She took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, amen, behold, it was not my son which I did bear, amen. And the other woman said, nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, no, but the dead is thy son and the living is my son, this, thus they spake before the king. This is uh, right on the heels of Solomon receiving divine wisdom. Amen. Then said the king, the one saith, everybody say the one. The one saith, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And uh, the other, would you say the other? The other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. The king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one. Everybody say the one. Half to the other. Would you say the other? Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. She felt the pangs of travail. Amen. She hadn't been that long delivered. Still a newborn child. This is a very recent thing. This is just a, maybe less than a week old. She said, I had a baby. Three days later, she had a baby. Amen. And she overlaid her baby. She swapped babies. And here we are before the throne. Amen. And uh, her bowels yearned upon her son. She said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other, would you say the other? The other said, let it be neither mine nor thine but divide it, amen. Then the king answered and said, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof, amen. She is the mother, amen. The one whose bowels yearned was the mother. The one who said, whatever you gotta do, don't let the baby die. Amen. The attitude about the living, amen, is how the king determined, amen, the right of ownership. Amen. They both claimed to be the mother, but it was very evident when the life of the baby was at stake. Amen. Mama rose up and said, don't let revival die. Amen. The other said, oh, it's all right. Amen. It's just another baby. 
Amen. It's, it doesn't really matter. Amen. But I'm telling you, every life matters. Every opportunity matters. Every church service matters. Every song matters. Every prayer matters. Hallelujah. I said it matters tonight. Amen. What we do in the presence of the Lord matters tonight. Amen. I want to preach with a burdened heart tonight from this setting of Scripture, the mother or the other. Amen. Would you lift up your voice again? I know I'm asking a lot. Amen. But it's worth it tonight. Your holy name I glorify. I worship the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. You may be seated tonight. Amen. I understand that this is an historical account of uh, a display of wisdom that had been gifted to Solomon by God himself. Amen. It hasn't been that long since God has asked Solomon, what do you want? Ask what you want and I'll give it to you. Solomon said, I, I, I don't want fame, I don't want fortune, I don't want riches, I don't know how to go out or to come in, I, I need help leading this people, I need help being king, Lord would you just give me wisdom to be uh, the king and the leader of this people that you want me to be and God took note of that request and he said, uh, I, I'm going to give you what you asked for but not only am I going to give you the wisdom, but because you did not ask for these other things, uh, I'll also allow these other things to be included in the package. And so it's right after this exchange between God and God's man that we are introduced to this illustration, an example of Solomon's wisdom. And uh, these two women living together in uh, a house, sharing living uh, expenses. And I understand uh, tonight uh, that uh, they had not uh, outstanding reputations. Don't get distracted by their station in life, if you will. Amen. It's, it's not really that important tonight as far as this story is concerned. Uh, how they got with child, what matters is they did. Uh, and they gave birth uh, to, ch to children. They uh, brought life uh, into uh, the world. We understand tonight that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. 
All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Paul looked back into the Old Testament writings and he said these things happened unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition. I'm convinced tonight that as far as we're concerned in this service, this is a lot more than a historical account of a king's wise decision and counsel. It's far more involved than two women of ill repute that became impregnated and gave birth to a son. It's more involved than that. It's the attitude uh, of the mother uh, or uh, the other uh, that is ringing in my spirit tonight. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm not trying to oversimplify this, but man, as, as, as this uh, message begins to unfold here tonight, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm being turned inside out, if you will, with a passion uh, for the things of God and the importance the importance of a right attitude amen when you get before the throne amen I'm telling you not only does life matter but eternal life matters even more Amen. I don't know how, amen, deep we'll get into this story tonight, but I, I want us to stop and let's examine ourselves tonight. I want us to be honest. Amen. I'll not ask for a show of hands or an audible response, but I want you to be blatantly honest with yourself tonight. How important is eternal life to you? Is it just, uh, amen, if great, if it happens, uh, but oh well, if it doesn't, I'm telling you, if that be your case tonight, uh, you need a revelation uh, of eternal salvation. You need a revelation of eternity. Hallelujah. There's no way we can really comprehend the grandeur and the glory and the splendor of God. There's no way we can adequately describe. I, I know there's some amen descriptive uh, terms and, and, and pictures uh, about what heaven's going to be like, but do you understand this was just man's interpretation, man's words being put on what he saw. Hey man, it, it, again, I know it's uh, streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl and a tree of life and a crystal sea. I get all that, but uh, that's not really what makes heaven heaven. Hallelujah, what makes it heaven is there's no sickness and there's no death and there's no temptation. Amen. Amen. Paul said this is the earnest of our inheritance. Amen. The best service you ever had is just scratching the surface. It's just a tip. Amen. Of glory's iceberg. We can't comprehend the feeling. We 
We can't comprehend the peace. We can't comprehend the joy. I know Apostle Peter said it's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I know we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I understand that. And I love living for God. And I love having Holy Ghost Church. And I love being renewed in the Holy Ghost. And I love it when heaven comes down. But it will never compare to when we get up there. And we cast our crowns at his feet. And we hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Well, let's clap our hands and praise his name together. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm concerned tonight about new life in the house. Amen. I said I'm consumed about new life coming into the house. Amen. I'm concerned about having a right attitude about revival tonight. Amen, I'm concerned. Amen, I'm consumed tonight with doing right with revival. Amen, I don't want to have a casual attitude about living for God. I don't want to have a casual attitude about harvest and increase. I don't want to have a casual attitude, amen, about new babies being born in the house. Oh, hallelujah. I said, oh, hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to be guilty of being out of touch with spiritual reality. Amen. I'd hate to think that I was responsible. Amen. For somebody being lost because I wasn't aware of the responsibility that I have. Hallelujah. Come on, I know it's not all about physical calisthenics, but I'm telling you every time I come into the house of the Lord, I have a responsibility to uphold. I said I have a role to play. I have a responsibility to uphold. Amen. It could very well be that somebody's spiritual life is dependent upon me doing right in the house. I know you can't live for God for somebody else. I know if anybody's saved, it's because they want to be. But I'm convinced tonight, amen, if I want to be saved bad enough, amen, I can help somebody else want to be saved. Somebody may not be where they need to be, but if I'll get where I need to get and be what I need to be, it won't be just about me, but God can use me to help somebody else. Hallelujah. I feel my help coming to preach a word from the Lord to the true church tonight. Come on, let's man up in the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. I've said it's far beyond religious obligation. I've got a passion for revival tonight. Amen. There may be somebody around me. They don't have the strength that they need. They're not independent. They're dependent upon others' prayers. They're dependent upon my worship. They're dependent upon my sensitivity. Amen, if you're looking for a convenient season to have revival, amen, that's a season that'll never come. Revival is never convenient for the flesh. Revival is never convenient for the calendar. There's always something going on. You'll always have a reason to wait. You'll always, if you're not what you need to be for God tonight, if you're not saved tonight, you'll always have a reason to procrastinate your conversion. Amen, you'll always have an excuse. You'll always have human logic. You'll always have a reason. Maybe the next service. Maybe the next revival. Maybe after the holidays. Maybe the next evangelist. Amen, maybe a little bit later. Maybe when I get all this together, I'm telling you, amen, you need to make up your mind tonight regardless of anybody else. Regardless of life circumstances, regardless if I'm the only one in the house that's concerned about being saved, are you hearing Brother Waldrop tonight? I'm speaking for God right now. You need to make up your mind. I'm not waiting on anybody else. And I'm, I'm really tired of waiting on me. I'm really tired of making excuses. I'm really tired, amen, of talking myself out of living for God. Can I preach to some children of God tonight? Are you tired of putting off spiritual promotion? Are you tired, amen, of excusing yourself from a greater anointing? Oh, come on, no one's exempt tonight. No matter who you are or where you are, God's got something for every one of us in this place tonight. Amen, amen, I'm not trying to be hard and cold tonight, but when it gets right down to it, amen, what King Solomon helps us understand is that when we stand before the king concerning souls in the kingdom, we have two choices to make. We have two camps to live in. We're either the mother or the other. We either love life or we could care less. We're either all in or don't really care. We're either plugged in or out of touch. Come on, it's time to hook up in the Holy Ghost and go before the King and defend the life and new life and eternal life. Amen. Somebody, let your soul 
cry before the king tonight. Let revival live. Hallelujah. I've not come to prop up the true church tonight. Amen. God, amen, is walking the aisles of this service tonight. I don't, well, I do know why I'm saying what I'm saying. The Holy Ghost wants me to say it. Amen. But in my spirit, I can see, amen, maybe what the prophet saw when he saw the man with the acorn by his side. And he said, go through the city and put a mark on the foreheads of those that sigh and cry by reason of the iniquity, by reason of the problems that they're experiencing. It was not that there were those in the city that were having a harder time than others. They were all in bondage. They were all in trouble. They were all, amen, facing them with problems. They all saw, amen, the wickedness and the sin. They were all a part of a society that was going to hell in a handbasket. But not everybody was okay with it. Not everybody just shrugged their shoulders and said, oh, well, I guess that's just how it is nowadays. But there were those whose spirits were vexed, whose attitudes were stirred. They sighed and they cried. This is not a pity party. This is a Holy Ghost concern. This is a genuine desire. He meant for an improvement. Surely we can have a revival. Surely it won't always be this way. Surely. And I'm telling you, I feel that same spirit in this place tonight. Amen. There's a Holy Ghost inkhorn. Amen. Walking the aisles of the truth church tonight. Somebody's going to leave with a mark on you tonight. Somebody's going to leave marked by God. That's somebody that's willing to pray. That's somebody that's willing to care. That's somebody that's willing to give. That's somebody that's willing to sacrifice. Does the word of God not declare it in the last days? One of the prevailing attitudes would be, amen, those that would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. It did not say that they were God haters. It just declared that they love pleasure more than they love God. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And if you're not careful, the spirit of this age, amen, will make a spiritual statistic out of every one of us and lull us to sleep, amen, and sear our conscience, amen, it's on the news app, amen, it's everywhere, it's all around you, 
deprivation, hallelujah, problems and turmoil and corruption and sickness and pandemic and war and upheaval and politics. It's all around us. Amen, I'm not here to wring my hands tonight. Amen, amen, I understand we're in the world, but we're not of it. Amen, I'm more concerned about the bride of Christ. I'm more concerned about the inside of the church than the outside of the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, there's nothing in the world like the church. There's nothing in the world. Are you hearing this preacher tonight? If you're looking for something to substitute the church, you'll never find it. I'm not here to write anybody off, but I'm here to be concerned about unconcern. I'm here to be burdened about lack of burden. Amen, I'm not critiquing, criticizing, amen, anybody. But I'm telling you, there is a prevailing spirit of hell that wants to infiltrate the ranks of God's elect that gets calloused and unconcerned and just go through the motions. Amen, I'm just glad I'm in the city. Amen, I just want to make it. But I'm telling you, amen, there's more to living for God than just being saved. It's about being concerned about what's around you. I'm telling you this is the problem in our text. The problem was that somebody got out of touch. Somebody got out of tune. Somebody got more consumed with their personal comfort than their personal responsibility. And the mother comes before the throne and she unfolds the star before King Solomon. I had my baby and three days later she had hers. But here recently, she overlaid her baby. Her baby died, not because it was unhealthy. I said not because it was an unhealthy baby but because she was an unfit mother. I, I hope the fear of God arrests our attention tonight. Amen. I, I, I don't feel this, but I do feel to say it. Amen. We better stand against that spirit and that attitude that would make this church unfit for revival. We don't want to be an unfit church. We don't want to be more concerned about our positions and our reputation and our impression. We don't be more concerned about our comfort. Amen, I love to worship as much as anybody, but I'm telling you, it's not all about me and my feelings. It's not all about me being blessed. Amen, if I understand the kingdom right, I'm blessed so I can be a blessing. Hallelujah. 
I'm not giving you an out for not responding to God's presence. I'm giving you a motivation to respond because your response helps somebody else to respond. What I'm concerned about is those. Amen. It's just good enough for them to have a Holy Ghost roof over their head. It's just good enough for them, amen, to go through life and to survive another day. Amen. Oh, looky here. Amen. A newborn baby. Oh, isn't that nice? Isn't that neat? Amen. And so in the night, because of irresponsibility, because of unfitness, Amen. Because of a passion and a concern for her own comfort, somehow or another, I don't know how it's even possible. Amen. If you've been a mother or you've been married to a mother, you understand the rarity of what I'm preaching about physically tonight. Something bad wrong with the mama that can lay over on top of her baby and not wake up. So out of touch with her responsibility that she not only doesn't help the baby survive, she's the cause of the baby's death because she's so out of touch with her responsibility. God has entrusted her God has given her responsibility to help bring this to maturity. But she's too concerned about her own self. And so she's so out of touch and she just rolls over in the night and suffocates her baby. And finally she wakes up and realizes my baby's dead. And so she sneaks out of bed and she takes her dead son. She, she walks across the room and, amen, she takes that living baby out from, from beside his mother and she lays her dead baby where that living baby was and takes the living baby back to her bed. Amen, and... Amen, the mother of the living who rises in the night notice. She said, I arose to give my child son. That, that responsibility of respect. Amen, I'm, gonna, I'm investing, I'm giving myself. Amen, I know it's inconvenient. I know it's the middle of the night. I know it's a sacrifice. Amen, but this is part of it. It's worth it. It's not, amen, it is labor, but it's a labor of love. It's a joy. She said, when I arose to nourish my child, behold, it was dead. But in the morning, when the light shined on the truth, when I was able to get a good look and what was laying beside me, she said, this ain't my baby. I know it's obvious. I mean, a mama knows what her baby looks like. This ain't my baby. She looks across the room and she sees and she understands 
This is what happened. I'm not just going to sit back and let this happen. I'm not going to let what killed your revival kill mine. Ain't happening. Pardon my crude English tonight, but this is just how I'm feeling. Ain't happening. Come on over my dead body. Amen. I, amen, I've got too much invested in this. Amen, just to play Mr. Nice Guy and say, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. Oh, no. Amen, God didn't give me this infant revival just to coo and awe and amen, squeeze its chubby little cheeks and make eyes at it and dream about what it's gonna be like when it comes to maturity itself. God didn't give me this opportunity for me just to sit back, amen, and let unconcern and lack of responsibility and selfishness, amen, rob me of the life that God placed into my bosom. I'm not going to sit here, amen, and let what has killed revival kill this one. I refuse to let revival die. I refuse to let revival fall into the hands of unconcern. Hey, 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 come on, somebody. Truth Church, shake yourself. Amen. Don't fall into the clutches of spiritual unconcern. Come on, God's got us out of this rut of just coming to church and going through the motions. Bless your heart. Amen. Over my dead body. Not as long as I'm in this revival. We're not just going to go back to business as usual. Would you clap your hands and praise the name of Jesus? Hey, come on, lift up your voice. Hallelujah, I feel revival in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, get out of your defensive position and recognize this is not time to be defensive. It's time to be on the offensive. It's not time to sit back and let the enemy of new life wreak havoc in this house. It's time to get up and go before the king. Amen, and let the king know beyond a shadow of a doubt, she is the mother, and she is the other. I want to know tonight, who are you? Come on, are your Holy Ghost bowels yearning tonight? Is there something rolling over in your spirit that says, I want a revival, an old-fashioned Holy Ghost harvest? 
I refuse to be unconcerned. I refuse to be out of touch. I refuse to count down to my adversary. I refuse, amen, to be the cause, amen, of someone being lost. I choose to be the cause of somebody being saved. Oh, let's feel after the Holy Ghost here right now. Hey, Shandola Makiete Abuho Shandai. Sandola Makianda, Emoshiko Labahasatai, Eseatai, Ishemahatale, Ikalabohoshanda, Itemahakoriatea Bohoshikatai. Ah, ah. If you think hell is going to step back and say, excuse me, I didn't realize how serious you were. If you think that's going to happen, honey, you got another thing coming. Amen. There is an open door, Paul said, and there are many adversaries. Amen. I know where I'm at tonight. I know what I'm feeling. But you hear me, adversary or no adversary, we're walking through the door. Amen. There is too much revival to have, to not have it because of an adversary. That's really what this is about. Amen. The mother or the other. Amen. The real desire for revival in the spirit of an adversary that says, neither let it be mine nor thine, but divide it. Come on, true church. I want you to gaze to the eyes of your infant revival. I want you to look again into the face of what God has placed in the bosom of the true church. Come on, go ahead and dream about it. Come on, go ahead and fantasize about what it's going to be when it matures. Amen. Come on, I know we've had some grand and glorious experiences thus far, but you hear me when I tell you this revival is still in its infancy. This is still an infant revival season. Hey, you hear 
me this season at the truth church if the truth church does right with it if you'll be the mother and not the other this season will last long after the Waldrop's are home somewhere else preaching another series of services this is not about Joey and Stacy Waldrop this is not about a guest evangelist this is about God doing something inside this house God is gifted and granted God has given amen responsibility God has given you a baby revival Hallelujah. Come on, your pastor. Amen. Told you. Amen. Less than a week ago. Amen. Don't be surprised if you're awakened in the night. You know what that is? Amen. God's waking mama up to nourish her baby. Amen. To give her child suck to nourish an infant revival. To inconvenience my flesh. To give of myself. To help revival live. But I'm telling you tonight, it's not about what might happen at midnight tonight. It's about what's happening here right now. And you know where we are? You hear me tonight? We're before the king. We're standing before the throne tonight. There's a spirit in the house. A man that wants a man to undo what God has done to kill the life and to steal the potential of our revival. Amen. And say other revivals. Amen. Didn't reach maturity. Amen. Neither will this one. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got another thing coming. I know where the phone is. I'm not afraid to get passionate before the king. If there's something that's more conducive uh, to the life uh, of an infant revival, I don't know what it is. Uh, Amen. There's nothing uh, that can take the place of passion uh, in the presence of the king. Passionate uh, in the throne room. Ha, ha, hey. 
confession before the king. Let it live. Let it live. Let it live. I have come. I have come. I have come. Amen to declare the ownership of this revival. I have come to declare responsibility for new life. I have come to declare and manifest my passion in my desire for what has been placed into my responsibility. Come on, you've got a chance to pray. Do something about it. You've got a chance to pray through. Do something about it. You've got a chance to be serious. Do something with it. Please don't be casual. Please don't just go through the motions. Please, amen, don't just satisfy an obligation. Somebody stand before the king. Somebody say, hey man, I've got too much invested. Hallelujah, it's gonna live. It's gonna live. It's gonna live. It's gonna live. It's gonna grow. It's gonna mature. Hey, this is not temporary. This is not momentary. Hey. 